So, welcome to Self-Evident Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for another week of this stuff. (laughs) This is your host, Massey Compost. You got Mike Sonneville over here flanking my left. Guys, we are so honored to be back with you guys. We love uh, doing this every week. We got this awesome series that's going on called Be the Majority. Why? Because there's you that is the majority. We do a class on that. We, we do yeah. a lot of teaching on that. And so we are out to get people active and motivated to spread their faith in the political sphere. Uh, you can be the difference. You can be the difference maker. You can be the one that changes things in your city. And so, guys, if you have not checked us out yet, go to theselfevidenttruth.com. You can find out tons more information about us. If you go to 1776truth.store, you can get our, our awesome merch. <laughs> Which we're see these wearing. Here, see these here T-shirts? We need you to purchase oh, yes. a couple right here. Helps us keep funded and out on the road. Also, Jeez, also we are so much. No, I mean, seriously, it's all like this crazy stuff. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on Facebook Live. We're on Instagram. We're on all these things. We're what on, else are we on? Yeah, uh, Bitch Shoot. We're on Parlor, uh, Parlor and Rumble uh, and all that SoundCloud. stuff. Yeah, we're on all these things. If you want to check us out, go and subscribe to us on YouTube. Go and subscribe to us on these other places. Helps us get the word out there. Um, we got a lot of cool things coming up here uh, as far as the ministry goes. A lot of teachings, a lot of things that we're working on inside. Mike's helping us develop a constitution course right now. So it makes it simple for you guys to understand the constitution and how to apply it. So, again, we are back on a new series. Yeah. I'm, I'm just glad to be back, man. Yeah, it's what is it? it's been a couple back, weeks, man. right? Something like that. I was gone last week and all this other stuff. Yeah, I've been just kind of slacking. Around. Yeah, just just yeah. just slacking. Yeah, just slacking. Just hanging out by yeah. palm trees and beaches. Yeah. I told Shane that. I was like, yeah, he's just you know off on a beach somewhere. Yep. I was, I was, I was riding unicorns and, uh, enjoying ice cream. How was it? What kind of ice cream? This coffee stuff that was all water. It was like watery. Oh, it was nasty. I'm sorry. We were out by Anna. Yeah, Anna, we we're, we're, what was that? Annabelle Island or something like that. It was on the other side of the state. Hmm. Uh, I got to get away for a couple of days. We we're out there speaking actually, but a friend of yeah. mine owns a condo there. So she said, Hey, go stay over there. We're like excited. It was awesome. Right. And, uh, and all I know is, um, I, I like food. <laughs> <laughs> we ate a lot of food. I'll tell you what, dude. I, I love the rule that gets broken when you go on vacation because all of a sudden it's like Anna Marie Island. I'm I'm just gonna eat out because I'm on vacation. And those I've been on vacation good. for about twenty years or so. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is awesome. We're back. We're excited. We got to talk to you about a lot of things. And look, seriously, we have so many guests. Coming up, we're going to have a former presidential candidate come on to our show and tell you how he did it, tell you what his struggles were today. Yeah. We got an awesome, uh, awesome person guest. Uh, Laura Zork is going to be on here with us from Freedom Works. She's going to talk to us about national stuff, especially in the education realm. I know we had glory on in terms of education realm. This is going to be a little bit different. This is glory going to be actually told us to for you. Yeah, Gloria told us to get this yeah, one on. She, Gloria is like, you need to have her. So we said, OK, we'll do it. Let's do it. We, Let's we do listen it. to you. Right. The the viewer and the speaker. Anyways, so, so, do so, not forget. Before, go ahead. Do not forget. If you are new, man, it's great to have you join us. Do not forget to subscribe. Take a minute to also, share this. If you're already watching, be sure to share. Be sure to comment. Okay. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know. Are the audio levels good? The video good? Does Massey look good? Of course, he always looks good. <laughs> That's a face a mother can love. That's right. So we just want to say thank you too to all the supporters. Um, we're just getting into this, but we want to thank, say thank you to all the supporters, all those who send love our way, all those who share our podcast, all that stuff. You guys make Absolutely. us keep doing what we're doing. So take a minute to share uh, this video and get it out to your friends. So let's get this thing rocking, dude. Ready to roll? Let's do it. News bits. 
All right, news bits. It's up. News bits. News bits. Here we go. News bits. All right, number one, the DHS. <laughs> they warn of terrorism due to the relaxing COVID restrictions. Didn't you know those wily white supremacist terrorists were going to come out of their caves as soon as COVID got relaxed? Just look at what they do. You know what's funny? I think the left always calls conservatives conspiracy theorists. What are they doing with this kind of stuff? Total. You know what I mean? Like they're just throwing Hail Marys because we lifted COVID restrictions. Terrorism. Why didn't we call China terrorists when they sent the freaking thing? You know what I mean? Like, seriously, if it truly came from Wuhan, right? That's global terrorism. And and the way China did it, too, is total terrorism. They locked everything down, yet they kept flights going out to other countries. Yeah. They knew. And that's not conspiracy. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So the DHS. So this article. The department, you may notice, oh, anyways, you may notice there are no slides. That's me. That was me. I'm sorry. Failed on the slides. But if you're listening, it doesn't even matter to you. So Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas issued an updated updated terrorism advisory Friday. Warning of persistent threats nationwide that have evolved significantly and become increasingly complex and volatile. Notice how vague that is. Yeah, true. It's so vague. And the whole thing has always been vague. Remember when they were talking about expanded threats after the whole Capitol January 6th stuff? They're, oh, we've had credible threats. What, two guys talking on WhatsApp about, hey, you know, we should go down and you, you tell us this stuff is credible, yet you don't really show us any organization. You don't show us advanced, <clears throat> complex movement. Yeah, not only that. You remember areas. when that million mom or that million person march about the whole Planned Parenthood thing? Yeah. When people like Madonna were like, blow up the White House yeah. and stuff like that. Nobody said anything. Nobody yeah. thought it was. Nobody even called her out on it. No. They, oh, that's just Madonna. You know, and that, that happened frequently with Trump, where things were said that if they were said today against today's president, those people would be in jail straight up you know? dude this is crazy so they he continued or the bulletin reads ideologically motivated violent extremists fueled by perceived grievances false narratives and conspiracy theories continue to share information online with the intent to incite violence here's my question about that have they just made a leap and assumed that the intent is to incite violence because basically what they said is they're sharing this with the intent to incite violence. Therefore, purely because you're sharing what they consider false narratives, your intent Truth. must be to incite Truth. violence. Truth. And they're making that conclusion. So in other words, now they're the judges of thoughts and the intents of the heart. You go, oh, it's, I sense for that thought. Yeah, but <laughs> what's scary is that scripture. God is the only one that is a judge in the intent of the heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is crazy. You remove God, government becomes God. This is the whole point of our show, whole point of the ministry. You remove God, man then becomes God. And that's who we submit to. We don't want to, but that's what's truth. So the article continues. The bulletin alerts the public to extremist routine use of social media and online platforms to make claims of a race war capitalizing on civil disorder to engage in violence in furtherance of ideological objectives. Ooh, ooh, big words. The use of encrypted messaging by lone offenders in small violent extremist cells presents a challenge to law enforcement operations, DHS confirmed in the advisory. As offenders aim to obscure 
operational signals of future acts of violence. You know what this sounds like? And I know they're not pointing at all this direction. This sounds like Antifa. That's exactly right. Right? Small cells that are trying to organize through encrypted messaging and trying to incite violence. That's Antifa. Yeah. Yet they won't call out Antifa. No. It's an idea, as Biden says. It's an idea. It's not a movement. It's not an organization. It's an idea. Yet then they trudge out these groups of like five guys deep in the Georgia woods that are carrying white supremacist ideas. And they say, these are the guys who are trying to run the country. Now, I know this seems like we're just whapping a dead horse with a baseball bat. But what we're trying to point out is, like Massey said, look, when when you lose the Lord, when you lose the guidance of reason and Truth. wisdom, what you end up having is, is you end up swinging in the dark wildly. And especially I've had this conversation with other people lately is good looks like evil. Evil looks like good. Bitterness tastes like sweet. Sweet tastes like bitterness. Now, I, I summarized the verse, but you get the point. So listen to this. Brian Moriarty just said this. Remember that movie Minority Report with Tom Cruise? They would look into the future and arrest people in advance for the crimes they committed. That is literally happening right now. It's true. It's like almost like let's just judge before it happens. No person. Uh, if you guys if you guys have ever watched like the Avengers. Yeah. When Captain America tells Nick Fury, he's basically like, if we have to do and attack things to prevent a war, there's always a casualty. So in other words. If we have to go out and like, we have to prevent this. No, prevention is better than cure. I understand. But to go out and liber- literally try to stop something that isn't happening, it creates a casualty. Someone has to be labeled there. And that's what's happening with the conservative, right? Is that somehow we're being labeled as the ones doing wrong when we weren't the ones that did wrong. We weren't. For upholding the laws we already have, that's ridiculous. You know what I mean? For so wanting accountability. Right? Exa- exactly. And, and I think that's probably the other side of it is accountability that in law right now, like if you see the established law, it is not wrong for you to be the one who's calling out for the uh, integrity of things. It's not wrong for you to want the integrity to the law, right? The, the only issue I have is, is if you want it for their side, you have to want it for our side too. You got to be willing to say, hey, our side needs it too. We need accountability just as much as the left does, right? If, if you're going to be on the side of right. And that's, that's my two cents. That's my little, that's my little preaching. I liked it. It was my preaching. Good. My preaching it was good. We could probably just end on that. Yeah, that's right. Bye. Yep. Good night. Intelligence agencies found that racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists and militia violent extremists presented the most lethal threats. Racial, racially motivated extremists were determined to be the most likely to instigate mass casualty attacks against civilians, while militia violent extremists typically target law enforcement and government personnel and facilities. Once again, there's there's this drawing of the lines and the boundaries to where your only enemy are the people you want to be your only enemy. Truth. And so they've decided these are the guys that we're going to make our only enemy. And so therefore, these are the only guys that we're going to watch. You notice how this language about 10 years ago, just take out white supremacists and insert Muslim. Now the whole game's changed. We don't ever talk about Muslim terrorists anymore. Nope. We God, don't, you're good, man. We That's don't right. don't ever talk about Islam, Muslim extremism, anything like that. Now it's all white supremacists. Now the, the terror in the world is white. Is white. It's not even white supremacists. They just want to attack white people. Which seems to align really well with CRT, critical race theory. Sure, right? yeah. It aligns with everything else that's going on is 
whites are bad. You know? Yeah, it's true. Do tell. <laughs> it's like all my friends are white. It's like, I got nothing. You're, you're the token Mexican. I, I am. I am. Every time I go to a movie with my friends, hey, what did he say? Like when it's Mexican, it's like, I don't know, man. I ain't paying attention. I'm reading this. I'm watching the same screen you are but looking for subtitles. You know, when you go to a Mexican restaurant, do they ask you yeah. to order? For How them? do you say Chalupa in Spanish? Can you say it for me quick? Can is I, that racism or can I get a quesadilla? <laughs> yeah, what's a quesadilla? Can you give me that, please? Senor. <laughs> sorry, guys. It's cultural appropriation. Knock it off. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Serious. Everybody serious. Are you guys serious? You serious? Okay, let's go on to the second one. Gosh, I hope they're having fun with it. They this. are. I'm okay. seeing a lot of laughter, that's for sure. Uh, number. <laughs> We're going to get to Lauren. She's going to just flat. Yeah, she's going to be like, uh, bye. Bye. Couldn't make it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> number two. Come on now. Two. The states move to ban vaccine passports. Woo! Go, Texas. <laughs> Governors of Texas, Florida, Arizona. That's right. The good states have announced executive orders to curtail the use of so-called vaccine passports or documentation of COVID-19 vaccine vaccinations. Why did it have to get to this? Yeah. Why did it have to get to this? I don't know. And here's, here's what's scary is if there's an executive order done to stop it, the next one that comes in as governor who is not of the same theory will undo that and say, see, now I can rule on vaccine passports. Yep. Nowhere is it in constitutional epitaphs or theory or any kind of constitutional writing that they have to mandate you with vaccine passports like who's allowing this to happen when did that become part of the 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 talk of politics where does the government have the right to mandate you to have a vaccine passport right and that the the process that has gotten us here is a lot of stuff that we don't tend to pay attention to right so driver's license we've just accepted well you need to have a driver's license in order to drive on the road and it, it makes a logical sense. But the problem is all of a sudden we've said, you can't do this freedom of this freedom of movement act unless you have this documentation that the government gives to you. And now all of a sudden that pathway has moved itself forward and forward and forward to where all of a sudden <clears throat> governments are saying, well, maybe we need you to prove to us that you're healthy enough to freely move. Yeah. Say that to the big gulp guy who's... <laughs> I'm speaking to me too. <laughs> just saying, but you get the the mini gulp, right? Gulp. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, true. It's against it's against any Hippocratic oath. It's against HIPAA laws. It's against all these things that the government now is trying to come out and tell you that you need these passports. There's yeah, nothing constitutional good. about it. Good. Nothing. So these states, they had joined several others that had pushed back against the vaccine certification. They're arguing it violates privacy, which it does, and civil rights. Biden administration has said it won't build a national vaccination app, but there are private companies that are racing to create digital passports that show proof of immunization. England has had this argument. And for a while, England was saying, no, 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 we're never going to do that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. And five minutes later, they go, maybe we're going to do that. Maybe we'll go that route. And call me crazy conspiracy theorists. Go ahead. Say it. Say it. Everybody wants to say it. Go ahead. Type you it. You are your conspiracy, crazy conspiracy theorist. You are conspiracy. Conspiracy theorist. <laughs> but there's no reason the Biden administration can't turn things around on this. There's no reason they can't turn around and say, maybe it is a good idea. Mm. Now, what they are doing is 
they're totally leaving the door open for private companies to come out and say, well, you're going to need to have some type of validation that you've had this shot, right? Especially flying trains, buses, right? You already are required to wear a mask for those things. It's really only one more step to start requiring, well, you need to prove to us you've had the shot in order for you to, exactly. to travel with us. Uh, Stephen Wilson asked, Israel fully did the passport. Did they not? The app passport, didn't they? I think they did. Yeah. I'd have to double check, but I, I think they did. There are countries that are going through with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which at that point, I can't go to Israel. I mean, I'm not, Yeah. you know, I don't care if you got your vaccine. Good for you. But like, I'm not, just can't do it. You know, yeah. like ethically, I, my conscience can't do it. And know? I've I've had people ask, you know, are you going to get it? Are you going to get it? No. Well, why not? Because I don't want it. I don't have to get it. No, I mean, it's and two, like the, the there's just so many guys. Science is coming out quickly now with what is happening. There was just a thing done that uh, the last test, I think this was in the state reps of Texas. There was some kind of thing. I got to look it up. I, I wish I had to put it on here. But they were like, hey, did all the animals die from this vaccine test? And they were like, yeah. But then they just quickly t- quit testing it and put it out on the market. So Whoa. animals were dying during this test. And it's like, dude, this is crazy, man. Like, no, nah, I'm good. You know, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't need it. And know? there's a lot of people who are who are backing off either because of the mRNA uh, type vaccine or because other vaccines are using uh, aborted fetal tissue, you know, as part of the process and all that, which you have to go with your conscience. Yeah. Yep. If yep. you feel you need to get it, get it. Go That's for up to it. you. Go for it. If you do not want it, don't get it. You know, and and what is good about this article, and I wanted to bring this out, is, you know, you've got Arizona, Montana, Idaho, Texas, Florida, and some others that are talking about it that are saying we're not going to allow people to require this. Wow. You know, we're not going to force That's good. This. See, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that. It's, it's funny. That? Steven just said, too, he said it's accurate. I saw that over 40% of CDC employees won't take the vaccine. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, uh, hospital... Um, nurses and doctors who won't take it as well, 40 to 50%. Because it's straight up, but it, we're guinea pigs right yeah, now. Yeah. This is crazy. Do not forget. Thank you for making that point. Do not forget. This is emergency use authorization. What that means is it is not fully tested and verified and approved. By it's the on FDA. their websites too. Moderna, all these guys. Yeah. It's not FDA approved. You not, are the guinea not that pig. I care about the freaking FDA anyway. You know what yeah, I mean? They, they approve things right, that aren't yeah, good. Yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, but you're not even to that level. You are a guinea pig. And so that's that's up to you on whether or not you want to be part of that or not. But Truth. if 40% of the CDC employees <laughs> are the ones going, no, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Don't, no. Militaries forget. Yeah, that's right, Gloria. Militaries refusing to get it too. Yeah, and... yeah. There, there's a lot of people. Wow. Now, what they will chalk that up to is, oh, that's because of miscommunication. Uh, conspiracy theories and false narratives, false news. That's that's it's all fake. People are just listening. They no human beings are concerned. There's something deep inside that a lot of people are going. There's something not right about this, and we need to continue to fight to make sure that information gets out. Truth, right? Truth. If go ahead. No, no, no. And I think I think too, to 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 kind of wrap that in, into a little a little bow, right? You saw what happened through COVID when the churches forced their doors to shut down. I'm not trying to rebring that up, but I'm just going to kind of make a point here. Yeah. We left off of, hey, can God really heal his people? 
So we close our doors because we're freaking out in a lot of ways, yeah. right? A lot of us, a lot of the churches did. And I say us because I'm a part of them. But also now it's like, do we trust the Lord with our health? Or what? And, and if the vaccine was so good, why do you have to constantly promote it? When people, you know what I mean? If, if, if this pandemic was real, like real, 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 why do you have to keep putting it in the media? Wouldn't you just see bodies dropping in the street? I'm not being disrespectful to those who have had COVID because I had COVID. It was pretty severe. Yep. Um, we've had some friends pass away from it uh, because of other health issues as well. You know what I mean? But like, I'm not being disrespectful. What I'm saying is if it's really, truly a pandemic where it's like, oh my gosh, you got to close the doors. Why do you have to keep promoting it in the media that it is? Yep. You know what I mean? You would just see the fruit of it. People would be dropping like flies. You would see, okay, this is it. And it's literally social engineering because they're literally telling churches, there's no healing. What are you talking about? We're the healers. We're the get, ones with the Get answer. the vaccine. We're the healers. And anything you believe outside of that's a conspiracy theory. You know what, dude? Faith does not have reason in it. I believe in my God. So therefore, natural faith, natural reason tells me, of course, that's nuts. Of course, that is. But that is the whole purpose of faith. And so when they keep telling you that we're the ones with the answers, we're the ones that know what, what we're doing, don't believe any outside talk. Is that any different with Jesus saying, if you're not for me, you're against me? Is that any different when Jesus says, follow me, take up your cross, deny yourself, don't go to the world? They're doing it and it's okay for them, but not Jesus? Yeah. I mean, this is ridiculous. You got to pay attention to the word of God. You have to, for yourself, pay attention to the word of God and say, Lord, what are you telling me and my family to do? Men, if you're not doing that at your home, I encourage you to do that now. God will speak to you about what you're supposed to do with your family. And I promise you, he's going to have you go to him first for everything like this. And I think if we continue on that, 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 that main vein, because it is true. Like, who is the great physician? Who's the great physician? And do you if, know what I mean? Like, if we're conditioned, we're, we're, we're conditioned to look to science, to the medical community, to the government in order to be able to cure Great us. point. Yeah. And so what happens is you're, you're conditioned to not look at the Lord. And especially if you're told church doors need to shut, they need to shut, the churches can't, you're selfish if you want to go to Dude. your church. Then all of a sudden what you're being told is you're selfish if you want to look to the Lord instead of the government in order yeah. to take care of you. And Brian Moore already just said these companies have zero liability for any negative reactions or deaths exactly. due to the shot. You tell me what other business succeeds outside of that. Exactly. You tell me. Like all of a sudden we don't have we don't have a you know, if 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 you're gonna get your hair cut, right? I'm just gonna go stupid bonkers with this, right? And they mess up your hair and you have to shave it off. I'm not paying for my haircut, right? I'm not saying to sue or anything like that, but I'm going to hold you responsible for that. Yep. I'm not going to pay for that service. Yet these guys cannot be held for if, killing people, legit, if, you know, killing people. If you go to Taco Bell and it, the food is rancid and you die from Taco Bell. Way better analogy. <laughs> they should be held liable. Oh, way Yet better. This is basically Haircuts? saying, no, 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 no. Whatever <laughs> what? Taco Bell does with your food, not allowed. You can't touch them. Taco Bell, they're they're separate. Right. And Taco Bell and pharmaceutical companies are pretty I wonder, much on the same. I wonder way. if their meat has the COVID vaccine because that ain't real meat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I have, yeah nah. There's but some, maybe if you eat it, it's you're good though. to everything in the world. It's good, though. Because if you, you can handle Taco Bell meat, you can handle anything. That's right, right buddy. You got a right. stomach of steel, man. Holy yeah. smokes. All right. So here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So before we get into the interview, let's pull up the slide, Richard. The slide. The slide. <laughs> we need to get Richard a mic. <laughs> Go ahead and comment if you think we need to get Richard yeah, a mic. Do. Yes, we do. So, the Torchbearer Society. Before I introduce Laura, I just want you to check out the Torchbearer Society. This is our monthly sponsorship program, right? 
This program helps us get to places around the country. We've got tours going on. We've got tours in Texas in July that we need funding for. And you can become a part of Self-Evident by becoming a part of the Torchbearer Society. When you become a part of that, you help support us, right? And you're going to get the inside track on stuff like the Constitution course, inside track on new product, new materials, new merch, all the good stuff. Do not forget, guys, we're going to schools. We're going to community groups. We're going to tea party groups. We're going to churches, right? We're preaching sermons on these tours too. So if you think, well, I don't know that I really just want to sew into something political, we're not just political. We're, we're preaching sermons about Christ on Sundays as well, right? Because people need Christ. That's the most important part. The stuff we're doing, it will all fade away except for what we do for the kingdom. Now, we as self-evident, we believe there is also a time here and now that we can try to protect what has been provided for us as a blessing. But the most important part in the world is Christ. That's what we're concerned about. So check out the Torchbearer Society. Check out our website. If you want to donate, donate, please. Otherwise, if you say, I'm not going to donate to another group, but I want to be an activist or, or I want to get involved in the government, in politics, then this series is for you. And on this series, we have had series of guests that have, are at different levels and we're working our way up to presidential candidate. But tonight, we've got something very special for you. We have on with us Laura Zork from Freedom Works. So let me just give a quick bio of who she is. Okay, she brings years of experience and expertise into the subject of education reform and an unparalleled devotion for putting power back in the hands of parents and families, which is what you want, right? Her focus shifted to education when her child children began public school in Florida. Doesn't that happen to all of us when suddenly our kids are coming home, talking about CRT and all that? Desiring a quality of education for her four children, she served in multiple positions on the parent-teacher board of her children's school. She was elected twice as president of her county's parent-teacher association and co-founded the Florida Parents Against Common Core, one of the largest parent-led advocacy groups in the state. Additionally, she served on former Florida Governor Rick Scott's education committee as a parent representative before being elected to the Indian River County School Board. So let's go ahead and bring her in. Laura, can you hear me? I can hear you, Mike. Hi. Um, hi. How are you doing? Well, I didn't know I was going to have such an active Sunday night. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, Sundays are supposed to be for rest, right? Supposed to be, but then, <laughs> yes. So you told me you have a flight early tomorrow morning, so we are only going to take about two and a half hours here, if that's okay with you. <laughs> okay. I'll give you about two. Okay, deal. All right, so let's get started. So um, walk me through kind of your process. So right now you're with FreedomWorks, who's a national organization. They're they're based in D.C., correct? That's right. All right, so so they're based in D.C. They're a national organization. <laughs> um, your focus within the organization is educational reform. But the the point of the series tonight is to teach people how can you practically get involved. So if you mm -hmm. can kind of give us a quick rundown of how did you go from parent of a couple of kids in a public school system to suddenly touring the country really for um, advocacy for education reform? Well, Mike, I'm glad you gave me two hours because uh, I'm going to use all of it. <laughs> no. 
Um, FreedomWorks is actually a fantastic organization. We have about 6 million activists across the country. We go into the towns and we go into local communities and we, we partner side by side with the just the average Joe, the average mom and dad that um, want their voice to be heard. But because we are a national uh, organization, we utilize our platform so that their voice can be heard. Now, going back, uh, I am the mom of four. My my oldest daughter's 30, and then I have a 17, 15, and a 12-year-old. So um, total, I've had a child in school now the last 24 years. <laughs> You've got and, experience. <laughs> I mean, completely, 24 years straight, and I have about six more years to go. Almost. And um, so I've seen a lot of changes, and when I was raising my daughter, I was a single mom, so I wasn't really able to get uh, deep into being involved with with her education. But my my second set of children, um, they started a charter school, and I really started seeing how the differences were, uh, how how education has really transformed, and uh, I didn't like it. Yeah. So uh, about that time, I was on the PTA and something was adopted through the whole country back in 2012 through the um, stimulus package, because back then it was the 2009 stimulus package that came out. And it, with the stimulus, they had created, call, it was called Race to the Top. So every state that was cash strapped for education, they could apply for the Race to the Top. But the catch was, if you uh, accepted the race to the top, then you had to implement Common Core and all the everything that went with it. So with, so that, a, with, with the Common Core, were, were you politically minded before that? Or was that something that kind of, oh, wait a second, this isn't good? Well, at the time, my husband, he was just elected to the the county, he was a county commissioner. So I had all these, I had all these uh, <clears throat> grandmothers from the REC and the Republican group always coming up to me and, and saying, have you checked out Common Core? And I would always, yeah, no, I hadn't. So finally one night I'm like, well, I, I got to check out what Common Core is because I'm tired of them asking me if I've checked it out. And then when I really dove, dove deep into it, I I was just really blown away. I could not understand how our um, conservative governors were were taking these mandates that the the government federal government was going to tell us how we had to teach ELA and math. We knew at the time that was a problem, and it even had the foresight that if this ever got to U.S. history and civics, that could be the, the downturn of our country because we see in our social and communist countries, they really go after the children through those type of courses. And so we were always told as moms that, oh, it's only math and English. It's never going to go there. So you guys recognized that right away. You said, okay, this starts in English and math, but you guys saw, no, no, no it doesn't just end here. And, and uh, we were just basically conspiracy theorists and we didn't know what we were talking about. These are great standards and fast forward, forward to eight years now, we see what they are. They're, they're half of our kids across the United States cannot read on grade level. Uh, kids are, 
they really are graduating with no more than an eighth grade level in math. So the standards really have failed our kids. But fast forward to today uh, as a mom, and that's what I am, Mike. I'm a mom that I saw what was going on. I was not politically minded. I my husband would get up and he would have to give a speech and I would actually have to stay outside because I had so much anxiety about just watching him publicly speak. Yeah. But one of those things you have to do whenever you realize people are running over uh, your decision making as a parent, you have to get over that because that is the greatest fear. I'm going to tell you right now, Mike, that keeps our parents back is because they have that fear of getting up in front of the school board and really voicing their opinion because of that fear of public speaking. And that's how parents need to, they need to get out to these school board meetings. And as soon as they see this stuff starting to come into creep into their child's curriculum, they need to be getting over to those school board meetings and publicly speak out because more than likely what's happening when you, you as a mom, or a dad go to those meetings and you speak out, there's probably five or 10 more other parents that are watching and and they've already been told, you're the only parent with a problem. And then when you as a parent get out and speak, then these other parents realize, it's, this isn't just me, there's other parents. And so I always say, get out there to your school board meetings and you have to speak out because you never know uh, who's listening. And even if those school board members don't listen, Mike, um, there's still power because other people in the community are listening. And whenever it comes time for elections, we're going to take these elections back one seat at a time. Absolutely. And and I, I want to hit the school board thing for a second, but I've got another question for you about that. Um, about that process is what do you you're you're deathly afraid of public speaking of of that whole thing you know just the anxiety what was it that tipped you over the edge to go you know what that doesn't matter I need to move forward was there was there an event or just a thought of like I've got to go gotta go forward like what was it uh what I found was the fact that um I with Florida Parents Against Common Core, we I I was with three other moms, so it was four of us total that did start the group, and um, just the availability of people not being available or just something would always come up for others, and they were always waiting for someone else to do it, hmm. and that's what I was finding uh, is that everyone was concerned and they were willing to go on Facebook and they were willing to send out the emails. But whenever it come time to actually go to the um, Tallahassee and, and speak out at the Senate committee hearings and go speak to the governor, because I made, I, I called the governor's office so much that they actually know who, who I was <laughs> first name. And that, so finally Governor Scott's like, what can I do with hers? Oh, well, let's create a position. Let's make her the parent liaison. Good so, um, Continue. So, yeah. So, but I found that everybody's waiting. They're waiting for other people to step, step up and be the voice. 
and it's not happening. And I knew that, that I, I had to do that for my kids that I couldn't use the excuse that I was too busy or I was afraid to publicly speak. And, um, I just had to, I just, I just had to really trust in God that he was going to give me what I needed at the time that I needed it. And so far he's, uh, he's not let me down. Amen. And, and, and the Lord, he uses the people who are willing to say, I'll go. The people who are willing to say yes. And it's, there are so many people that are like, I hate what's going on and I want change, but will somebody else do it? Or when will somebody change this? And I, I love that you, finally put your foot down on yourself. And I think that's what everybody has to do is they have to finally put the foot down on themselves and say, no more looking to anybody else. I've got to go. Um, and opportunities are opening up. And so I'm going to go, and I'm going to move forward and I'll do it. And people are always looking for somebody to follow. And I think we never really connect in our mind that, we can be that leader that other people will follow because everybody's looking for a trailblazer and props to you for, for deciding, you know, I think that's important for everybody to see and witness and understand is like, you were at that point where it was like, when is somebody going to take care of this? And, and, mm-hmm. and not, not insulting you. It's just the, the general attitude was like, will somebody take care of this? And finally you said, I'm taking care of this, you know? And, and I want to give you credit for that. Well, I appreciate that. But like I said, it, it's really, um, I don't know. It's almost like the mama bear in me come out because yeah. nobody was gonna, nobody was gonna mess with my babies. And Good. then it got to the point that this mama bear takes care of the other mamas out mm-hmm. there because nobody's going to mistreat our parents whenever they're trying to step up and, and raise their children and, and, do what's best for their children because I know that our parents know what's best for our kids, but we are in the, we have a government right now and our public school system is the government. I want people to realize that, that when you send your children to school, you are sending your children to a government ran school and their mindset right now over the last year. And I'm going to tell you this, Mike, because I just completed my four years on the school board. I saw what's going on internally. The mindset is primary role of the parent is, is to step back. Right. And the role of the school system, they know what's best for our kids. They know if they need to have IEPs, they'll tell you if they need to wear masks, they'll tell you. We're even getting to the point in other states that and I heard you talking about the vaccinations that is probably going to get to the point that children aren't going to be able to come back to school without these vaccinations, yeah. despite the medical uh, research on this says is not recommended for kids below the age of 16. But now they're accepting it for the children um, uh, uh, 12 and up. Um, so in other states, we just had a, a Randy Wine Garden is the president of the American Federation of Children, or t- not children, American Federation of Teachers. And she come out this week, and believe it or not, she says now that she thinks that children need to be coming back to school in the fall because it's 
is not healthy and they're not learning very well by staying home. Can you imagine that after a, a 14 months, she's just now coming out. But what the, what the part that you have to read on though, is they really are still pushing the mask. They're pushing uh, these vaccinations. And we're in a situation if parents do not step up, these are our children. And if your voice is silent, that's going to mean to them that you're okay with them raising our kids. And I'm not okay with that. And I'm, I'm glad you point that out, that that's the attitude that's, it's, it's really top down at this point. Um, it, it's from the highest levels down to the lowest levels of just back off. We'll take care of everything for you. We'll take care of your kid. We'll tell you what's good or bad for your kid. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you guys go round and round with teachers unions and all of that, you know, <laughs> and I, I have my love for the teachers unions, but it's frustrating to watch these government bodies tell me we know what's best for your kid, especially when we get into this, the, the, which this is side tangent. We don't have to go on this road, but the whole transgender thing is like, that's, mm -hmm. that's a huge signal to me of like, no, you don't. Now you think, you know, better for my kid than I do, because mm -hmm. all of a sudden the discussion is what can the government force against the parents wishes what a kid wants. Right. Um, and so you're, you're, you were in the middle of the school board watching this attitude come through. Um, mm -hmm. We're, we're going to tell you what's best for your kid. Would the parents just shut down, shut up, sit down, be done. Right. And my question to you is how do you battle that? So a lot of people there, I want to get involved, but it's just so overwhelming. It's mm -hmm like standing before a tidal wave, the whole system, it's all ingrained. I can't do anything. So I'm not even going to try. So talk to those people, please. And, and how did you battle that authoritarian mentality when obviously you're one of the minority in the whole thing? Well, I'm going to say that, that if you have the right school board, if you have the local right school board, the majority, if, if they have the mindset that, to respect the parents, then the board hires that superintendent and the superintendent hires all that staff. But as a board, you should be, um, you should be giving those parents the voice. And that's what I tried to do. And I had one other mom that was on the school board with me because we were moms. And um, when we had parents come to us with issues, we took them serious, no matter how it might seem insignificant to um, staff, because, you know, they're so educated. Um, as parents, as moms, and the way I, I was treated whenever I was battling Common Core, I always tried to respect that parent. And it really is local. If, if you get the right school board members in office, it will change the entire dynamic of that entire district. And I'm going to tell you as a school board member, if your superintendent disrespects parents and does not respect parents, you need to fire them. Thank Get rid you. of them. Don't Thank renew you. their contract. That is your obligation. And that's your duty because you were elected as a school board member to represent the people in the community, not the system that you're setting up there um, on the dais. 
making policy for. And so if you don't have the right school board members in office, it's time. We're going to take our school boards back one seat at a time. How do we eat an elephant? One bite at a time. How are we going to take back our school boards? One seat at a time. Even if it takes us four years, even if it takes us six years, we're going to get there. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. So let's let's go down a little bit farther on that vein. So Freedom Works national organization, you guys, you, you go around education, advocacy, for lack of a better term, activism, that kind of thing. Um, so kind of talk about how you guys do what you do, um, especially with getting the, the average citizen involved. I think some people are like, well, I'm not really called the government, but man, I want to see change on a national level. So just talk about how Freedom Works does what they do. Well, I'm going to say it's not really a calling of government. It's really a calling. Do you want to uh, do you want to defend the freedoms of your children's future? Because they're trying to take away um, all the freedoms that we've ever had. And this we're right now in the middle of an assault on parents because they don't want us around. They don't want to hear us. So what I'm doing, I was hired back in December from with Freedom Works to come in and start a national parent led movement. Now, as a mom, I jumped right right on board with that, especially after uh, the Florida Parents Against Common Core. So what I am in the middle of doing is going around the country, meeting with parents and uh, moms and dads, grandparents, even community members, because they have to get the word out to these parents that um, there's this national organization that's here to help you. So I'm getting out, I'm really laying out what's going on in our country, what's going on with taking away our parents' parental rights. And then I'm I'm just motivating them and I'm educating them and giving them the tools and trying to empower them to be the voice for their children. And once we get there, because I want to connect them with other moms and dads like you had Gloria Tucker on here. She's she's one of the moms in Florida that when I have a parent that wants to get involved, I send them to Gloria and then she gets them connected. So we're building um, in each state, we're building parent coalitions. So when a parent wants to get involved, we connect them because we want to be the strongest voice in that boardroom whenever um, issues come up. If a parent's having an issue, we call out the troops of the parents and we all come in and we support each other. But another part that is really important to this is with my background of being on the school board and have helped um, on many local campaigns. I am actually, I have a six week training uh, to help parents or help community members that are looking at running for school boards. So it's called School Board, um, school board Academy. And um, so I walk them from A to Z. What's the roles and responsibilities of a school board member? How to get prepared to run? And all the way to the very end, because not only do we want like-minded individuals to run for school board, the most important thing is to make sure they win, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's great that we're pumping them up and we're motivating them and we're giving the, them the tools, but we really want to see see these individuals win. And yeah. that is that's our strategy uh, right now. We're just trying to get out across the country. Uh, and really, we have to get the message out that 
School board campaigns, school board elections right now are probably one of the most important elections on your ballot. Uh, I know running for school board and my husband was a county commissioner. School board races were kind of on in Florida, kind of right there, just a little bit above mosquito control. And uh, we got to change that mindset. Mike, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have to change that. You think about it. It's these school board members that are making all these decisions for our kids, for the curriculum. And, and if the way that they're going to change our country is they're trying it right now. It's through getting to our kids. Yeah. And that's, I, I you know, <clears throat> people who listen to our podcast day in, day out, they know we harp on education is, is so key because you're, you're changing the next generation and everybody says, don't brainwash my kid. You know, well, no, no matter what you're putting things into a kid's head. So it depends. It depends what information you're putting in. Kids, kids are very open to taking on whatever's taught to them. So we, as conservatives, I think we've we've kind of been too lax on approaching education with the importance that it needs. Whereas more of the the socialist, Marxist, progressive side has recognized the importance of we need to get to them early and we need to get to them often. And what I love about what you're doing is you're trying to flip that on its head and say, no, 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 no. We as conservatives, we need to treat education as one of the biggest priorities in what we're going after. And thankfully, people are waking up now and in, in seeing, I don't want critical race theory taught to my kids. I don't want common core shoved in my kids' heads. I don't want my kids to hate themselves purely because of their, their skin color. And if we can change our minds and say, okay, the president isn't the most important thing we need to be going after. It's our school boards. It's, it's our County commissions. It's our, our city commissions or city councils. Like the local is so important because once we get the local, right, then we can, we can start branching out. Right. And so that's why I'm so thankful for what you guys are doing is, is you're going after the school boards because it, it's it's been forgotten for too long and and we need control of those school boards because what people don't realize is that the school board can control what's put into a child's brain <laughs> so hey there's no law against conservatives saying i don't want this stuff put in my kid's brain i want this stuff put in my kid's brain you know and that's exactly right and Education's not the way it was, even when my oldest daughter started, where the emphasis was academics, right? You would think you're going to school to learn. Academics used to be the priority, but the priority, especially over the last few years, has really gotten into these ideologies. Like you said, the Antifa is an idea. It's not, uh, <laughs> it's not real. Well, that's exactly what they're doing with our kids. They're putting all these ideas in. It used to be drip, 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 negative, 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 garbage in, garbage out. Well, now the floodgates have opened with CRT, critical race theory. Biden's new priorities have come out and uh, really and he's wanting in U.S. history and civic CRT to be incorporated in. And if you apply for the grants, you're stuck with it. So we are in a battle right now and it, it's going to take us all to step up to the plate because if we don't, we're about to 
Just like Ronald Reagan said, we're one generation away from losing our freedoms. And I'd be darned that I'm going to step back and be afraid not to get up there and, and speak and and um, just be too busy to stand up for my children's future because I refuse to. And I encourage every mom and dad, don't leave it to someone else. These are our kids. They're going to do what they want to do unless we speak up and we speak out. Absolutely. I, I'm fully with you. And and thank you for doing what you're doing. And, and thank you for educating, because that's the biggest part is educating people that they can't you know, and that they can step up. And, and we all have to realize we have to do our part and we have to actually step up and take responsibility. And there's a freedom in that. <laughs> once once you start to realize I'm going to take on this responsibility, there's a freedom to move. Um, so the, your six-week course, what was the name of it again? It's a, If you want to know more about it, you can go to parentsknowbest.com okay. and you can click on Candidate Academy and it will guide you on how to sign up. And then whenever we start, we're right now finishing up our very first six weeks. So we're getting ready to launch our next six weeks uh, in about a week. <laughs> and uh, I encourage everyone, if you're looking at, at doing something or, or if even you want to help support a candidate, this is a great tool for you jump on to so that you can be that support system because honestly there is no money to be made in in school board races so there is no tools out there that says how to run for a school board uh seat and so we're hoping to make it easy and and take out all the obstacles it's free to anyone that wants to sign up awesome so parentknowsbest.com parentsknowbest.com because at the end of the end of the day we know parents know best and we want only the best for our kids absolutely all right so guys do not forget to check out that website parentsknowbest.com do not forget to check out freedom works support activate get with them um laura I want to say thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for sharing kind of some inside baseball on all of it. Um, We greatly appreciate you being here with us tonight. Well, thank you, Mike. I I was thinking I was going to get to chat with Massey too, but I guess not, right? Yeah, he had some stuff he had to take care of. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell him I said thank you. I will very much so. So thank you so much for coming on. You have a great night, Laura, okay? Thank you. And parents, get involved. These are our kids. Absolutely. Amen. So thank you, Laura. So guys, like she said, get involved. Go do your thing. What is your calling? Where are you called? Where is your heart? Where is your desire? Where is What is pulling at you? That's the real question. What's pulling at you to move forward and to do something? What, what do you see that needs to be corrected? You will find so much freedom if you move forward in that and you figure out, okay, what do I do? Or at least how do I start? And you can change. That's the beauty of it. You you could start out going for school board. You're like, you know what? This isn't for me, but county commissioner is. Or county commissioner is not for me. Congress is for me. Or Congress isn't for me. Presidential candidate is for me. Seek the Lord in where he wants you to go. And continue to really pray about, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? Because I do not want to just sit by as 
wickedness overtakes my country. And that can sound cliche, that can sound exaggerated, but it really is true. When we go through the news bits every week, we're pointing out, look, see how unscriptural this is? See how this has been prophesied in scripture? And do not forget to check out these websites of these people that we bring on. Do not forget to check out their groups, their organizations. Plug in where you feel called to plug in. And so next week, we will be back. We will be bringing on a new guest. Okay, we're going to start keep the series going for a couple of weeks, and then we'll move back to the other format. But this is giving you so much information. If there's a, a position that you would like some more information about of how to run for it, let us know, and we'll try to find somebody for that. Um, until next time, though, do not forget to check out our podcast on all of the major platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Rumble, BitChute, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, blah, 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 goes on and on. Do not forget to subscribe, share, press the share button. Do it now. Do it now. Right now. Press the like button or the unlike button. Leave a comment. Let us know what you're thinking. Guys, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for being with us day in, day out. Thank you for sharing this. Thank you for telling others about us. Thank you for being there at our events. Thank you for going out and spreading the gospel, most importantly, and then also spreading conservatism, constitutionalism, individuality. Guys, we love you. We're so thankful for you. And I cannot wait to be with you next week. All right. So until then, you guys have a great night. We love you. Take care.